Hey there, welcome to the Mr. Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Mottram. It is Friday, August 11th, and it's a good Friday, because joining us for the first time ever from TheRinger.com and The Ringer NFL Show, it's Robert Mays. Hey, Robert. How you doing, man? This is good. I've listened to you so many times on The Ringer and The Grantland Podcasts um, that it's kind of strange that this guy is going to be a two-way conversation. <laughs> yeah, it's strange that I'm known by my voice to many people. I don't. They have no idea what I look like, but they know what I sound like. It's a very weird universe in which to exist. I just picture like a, an enormous amount of handsomeness. Um, I, I actually look, <laughs> I, I, I look quite a bit like Kevin Clark. So maybe this will be comfortable for you after all. Sounds great. Okay, so a lot happening in the NFL. Ezekiel Elliott uh, being suspended. Uh, Trubisky uh, broke out last night in his debut. I want to talk about the Redskins' offensive line. Is that okay? That works for me. Thank you so much. You, you know I'm down. Okay, so. They are bringing everybody back, and I think they were pretty good last year, but I don't really know about offensive line play, certainly not to your level. Are they any good? They're a good group, and I think that, you know, on an individual talent level, I, I like the players in that group. Obviously, you know, it's led by Trent Williams, who, depending on how well you want to rank him, is consistently one of the best left tackles in the league. I mean, he always has been. You know, Morgan Moses is a solid right tackle. He's not – near the top of that position group, but he's a guy that you can get away with. And at that spot, that's really what you want. If you can have a guy that doesn't actively hurt you there, that's the most important thing. And he's far above that bar. Sure. You know, they drafted him in the first round. When you draft a guard in the top six, that guy better be pretty dang good. And he is. And he's really gotten to a point that I like watching him play. It was always there. I think that we always, as a football watching and football and analyzing community, this idea that, well, he's a sh- short-armed tackle, so he just is going to play guard. It's a different skill set. It doesn't necessarily translate. You just have to play in a different style. And I feel like he's finally gotten to that place. The other two guys, not so much to write home about, but again, you can get by with them. And I think that the biggest thing about that is along with the guys that are top tier, you have an offensive line coach that is among the two or three best in the world and has been for a very long time. So when you put all that stuff together – it's a group that enhances what has been a really dominant offense. Well, and I saw that, you know, they gave up 23 sacks last year. Uh, Football Outsiders had them as uh, sixth overall in adjusted line yards. I'm not sure what that means. Um, that's, ru- that's running. I mean, so the way they do that is they give different values to short runs and long runs. Obviously, a 20-yard run is not all the offensive line. So they try to, using like the distance of certain runs – give as much or as little credit to the offensive line as they deserve. So with that, those numbers in mind and everything you said about the individuals, uh, I mean, is it a top five group? Is it top 10? Like where, where would you put it? I would say it's right in the, like, the eight to 10 range. If I was ranking them, uh, Dallas is still right there. I mean, I think that they're not as good as they were last year just because of the moving pieces, but they still have stars. Oakland is a very good group. I really like that offensive line. Their right tackle is kind of a question mark, but you look at the other guys, they're really, really good. The Bears are pretty good, like that's, which is kind of strange to say, but the, their interior is fantastic, and I think it's why you saw Jordan Howard play to the level he did last year. Philly has a good group, and then Cleveland is going to be much better this year. I mean, Cleveland went from an actively bad offensive line to one of the league's best. I would say my favorite group to watch might be the Steelers. So those are the teams that you have in there. Tennessee probably warrants mention. So they're behind that tier to me. So whether it's 8, 9, 10, however you want to wiggle around in there, it's a good group. 
any Redskins group that's top 10, I will take it, especially like a group <laughs> as essential as the offensive line. Two things about Scherf. Uh, you mentioned if you take a guard in the top 10, he better be good. Like, is, is he that good? You know, it wasn't like he came in and was like a dominant guard, which I think a lot of us were hoping for. Do you think he can become one? I mean, what do you want from players when you draft them, right? I think you just want them to be some version of the guy you hope they w- he would be, and that, that's what Scherf is. You know, he's not Marshall Yandi, but he's a very good football player. And I know that there's a certain bar you have to clear. In my mind, he's cleared it. We're never going to sit here and say, I can't believe they took Brandon Scherf fifth overall. That, that conversation just won't exist. He's good enough to avoid that kind of stuff. I think Jay Gruden said something like that into a microphone earlier this this summer he was like you know you gave me a guard with my number one pick last year <laughs> i was like oh thanks jay gruden um should we be concerned that he wasn't with the rest of the offensive linemen like Scherf wasn't with the rest of the o-line when they went down and trained with trent williams in houston earlier this summer did you happen to read that piece it was a master tefatsian piece in the washington post i i did not know it's I, really um, good i did not read that i have not read that yet i mean there, i don't know where Scherf trains i mean there's mm-hmm. a chance that I know a couple of those Iowa guys go back. I don't know if he does or not, but right. it, with, with the way you work out in the offseason, I think it's so specific to you, mm-hmm. what you're comfortable with, everything else. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, if you're walking into a, a situation where you don't know the guys, you don't know the trade and everything else, that's something that I would never blame a guy for going to do his own thing because that's so specific to each individual person. Yeah, it was just glaring because there was like nine out of ten dudes. You know, and it was a great story. Yeah. Oh, by the way, the Marshall Yonda piece, I've got that in my pocket app. I've saved it to read later. Haven't gotten to it yet. I'm sure it's spectacular. Um, uh, it, it's, it, it exists. <laughs> it's out there. Uh, I'm sure you enjoyed writing it. Uh, I very much enjoyed writing it. Whether or not it's good is an entirely different story. There's a lot of, like, you know, uh, homerific perception of, for any team. But, you know, especially with the Redskins, especially with a player like Trent Williams, who, like, is kind of universally regarded as good to great. But... I mean, we talk about him like he's a Hall of Famer. Is he that caliber of player? Like, do you expect him to, to be there someday? Yeah, he's right there. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, he's absolutely right there. He's been in the league since – what year did he come into the league? He was the fourth overall pick, I believe, in 2000 – I can't remember now. Googling. All those, all those <laughs> Oklahoma guys were – I mean, that, that offense was incredible. So, I mean, they had a ton of talent, a lot of guys that went really high. 2010, he was the fourth overall pick. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because that, that was the year Bradford went first. So, and McCoy went second. So, they had three picks in the top four. I forgot about that. So, he's been every bit of a guy worth drafting fourth overall. I mean, I think that Joe Thomas is obviously the best left tackle in the league of the last decade. That's not a conversation. Tyron Smith is probably the best guy in terms of talent right now. But Trent Williams, for the last, this will be his eighth season, he's phenomenal. Uh, I mean, he's one of the best players in his position and has been for a decade. If you told me that Trent Williams gets ended up in the Hall of Fame one day, that's not something that would be shocked to hear. And I remember it was like it was him or Russell Okung at that spot. Like those are the two guys. You did, you did better. You yeah, did better. Dodge the bullet. You mentioned Morgan Moses. You got I think five years, thirty-eight million, seventeen million guaranteed. I don't care too much about the accounting, but like, is that is that a good value for a right that's tackle? The, that's right tackle. Yeah. And that's what I'm, that's what kind of what I'm saying. Right yeah. tackle is a position where I think almost wrongly teams devalue it because it's not the left tackle. I think that's those spots are getting closer and closer together. Everyone I've talked to seems to think that, but for whatever reason, the money hasn't necessarily caught up with that yet. So I think that Mogan, that's fine. I mean, you, you want a guy there that you can rely on and that's pretty much market value for somebody like that. Now this is a hard question to answer, but 
I'm curious. Our listeners are curious. Um, does this line make cousins better or does cousins make them better? Like, is there a way of, of evaluating that? I think it works in concert. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I mean, that's what I would say. I think that I'm, I'm thinking about Moses even more now. I'm just like thinking about watch individual plays. Watch, he's better than I'm giving him credit for. I mean, I think they're, they're doing pretty well with that contract. Now that I think back. Mm-hmm. On it. Nice. But in terms of, Actual, I don't, that's hard to answer. Mm-hmm. I think that, I mean, Kirk gets rid of the ball really quickly. Yeah. And I feel like they do a really good job of getting it out of his hands. He's pretty good at understanding where he wants to go with it before the snap. I mean, he's a smart player. His accuracy and decision-making it can be questioned sometimes. But I feel like overall that system is well-suited to those groups working together. I don't know if it necessarily is causal one way or the other. Last question for you, Mace. The original Hogs, greatest offensive line of all time? That's a tough one, man. I mean, the Raiders with those two guards way back when were pretty darn good. Oh, like the and 70s. Gene Upshaw on our show. And then, the, I mean, the 90s Cowboys could just mow you down. I mean, <laughs> that was a group that, I mean, really just completely controlled games with their offensive line. I mean, it's, you could probably put the Hogs in there. I mean, you think about how good they were and how dominant they were based mostly on those running games. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you put, wanted to put them number one, I'm not going to sit here and argue. I'll take that as a yes, uh, a clear yes. <laughs> you know, my, one of my favorite stats is their average weight was like 260. Which I mean, is, that's just how it is, man. You can play it center is. for the for the Hogs, I think. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I've, I've never, weighed never 260 you. at one point in my life. Did you really? I, I don't anymore, yes. Did you play in college? I don't know anything about like you're playing. I did not then. play in college. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I'm too small. I'm, just, I'm 5'10 and a half. I played at like 225 in high school. I had a lot of D3 offers and just could have played in schools like that. But born it, it, big, big time college football was never in, my, in the cards for a guy built like me. Born in the wrong era. I mean, if you were born in the 60s, you could have been like Jeff Bostick's backup for the Hogs. Well, still at five ten and a half, I think my, my best chance would have been as an extremely unathletic linebacker. But hey, well, even th- then, I'm not sure it would have gone so well. Man, I'm so glad you were able to find the time today. Uh, I hope the, that Mitch Trubisky looks as good as he did last night for the rest of his career, for your sake. I, I'm seriously just sitting here beating my head against the wall, wondering if I should be happy or just devastatingly sad because this is just going to ruin it even worse for me. I think he's this already one the best moment Bears of quarterback. Hope. He's like the best Bears quarterback of your lifetime already. I think. How dare you? How dare you? Jay Cutler had his moments, even if he tried to ruin my life. <laughs> I love that Cutler is at the mountaintop of the Bears quarterback. It's not even life. close. Would you like to hear the list of the other guys that have played for my franchise? Dude, I'm a Jay skins- Cutler is the best Bears quarterback ever. I'm a skins fan i'm not sure that this is a pissing match you're even gonna win (laughs) cousins is our best (laughs) i I watched jonathan quinn play quarterback so i'm all set with the jay color era it was it needed to be done no wonder you're such an offensive line nerd like the skill position guys just aren't there for you things i care about the most are punt returns and defense i mean just because of the way i was raised devin hester is the bears best offensive player since walter payton Yikes. Hey, thanks for taking the time to join us. I learned a lot about the Skins offensive line play because I just watch where the ball goes, really. As most people do. I don't know who they are. Um, our listeners can find you at The Ringer on The Ringer NFL Show, which is what, twice a week now? I should know this. Twice a week, Tuesdays and Fridays. Uh, and on Twitter at Robert Mays. Mays, thanks, man. Absolutely. Anytime. 
Take care. And thank you for listening to the Mr. Irrelevant podcast. Please do us a favor by subscribing on iTunes, Stitcher, or within the Bumpers app. Also, check out our redesigned website at mrirrelevant.com. It doesn't look like a generic WordPress theme from 2007 anymore. Now it looks more like a generic WordPress theme from 2017. And we're very pleased to announce that we just made a t-shirt too. It's not so obvious what the shirt is about because it's just our logo, but the real Mr. I heads out there will know what's up. Again, thanks for listening. Talk soon.